Welcome, 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 and good morning to a chat in the garden with Monique A.J. Smith, where Snippings Blooms in Athletics and Sports right here on Survival Radio Network. Hey, 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 we just got some news today. Another woman has become a, a, a football assistant coach on um, on the collegiate side. So uh, congratulations to Ms. Ashton Washington. I just posted that first thing this morning. And uh, I'm saying the S in football stands for a female. Yeah, so um, those are, and, and, and we just talked about uh, the NAIA, NAIA adding flag football. And so uh, there's some great opportunities, great opportunities. So I look forward to announcing those things. And I'm tickled to death because I have a, I have a football player that I teach in psychosociology of sport. And uh, I have an assignment. I said, to anything, uh, that's any sport that could be genderless? And he did his final project on how football could never be. Now, he was talking about playing, but I know some tackle football female players as well. So I told him all summer long I was going to send him different articles about women in football. And so if you'd like to join me in that campaign, continue to send me some articles about such. I just love education because guess what? When you educate, you influence the minds of those uh, that are out there. And so, hey, I just love what I do. I really do. And speaking about uh, football, you know, uh, our, our young people are concerned about the future. And we have to calm those nerves down with, with with a growth mindset, just to be honest with you. It's growth mindset, like I continue to say, and get their minds to see about the opportunities versus the crisis. Um, I've been saying that since day one. People think, um, you know, it's Pollyanna. No, I mean, I I do realize that the seriousness of it. I really do. But I have to switch my mind from um, auto to manual, which means I control what I think of, not just what's in front of me. And I, I choose to, to, to uh, look at opportunities versus what are we going to do. Um, you know, even if you say, what are you going to do? What are we going to do that's going to be better? You know, what does this allow us to do um, better and examine what we're doing? And, uh, you know, some folks, some facilities, um, it, it really shines a light on some of the things that they weren't doing well because you got to have some things inspected. And it made you clean out some warehouses and some um, areas that you didn't even know you had certain items and you can throw some items away. And it allows you to clean out the clutter to be able to see what your next is. And and what I have been teaching about, uh, I did a webinar last month, and I can see the results of it. I, I, taught about, I talked about we got now instead of we got next. And what does we got now mean? We got now means is that you are going to park on being a pioneer. 
And when you're a pioneer, um, you're going to face some things that other people have never faced. And that's okay. Uh, because you are preparing, let's be honest, you're preparing for the next somebody to come behind you. When you think about pioneers, they they did them in a fewer numbers. But when the people did the next, who are called the settlers, they came and they settled after somebody else marked the way. And I'm saying to you all today that we got now, and you have an opportunity to mark the way. You have an opportunity to examine areas and frontiers that others didn't even know they needed. And so if you take that mindset, what is it that you can implement, suggest, educate, influence on that can make this transition uh, doable? Okay? Doable. And it's the same thing as I said before about diversifying um, your income, diversifying your staff, because when you have diverse ideas, you actually come up with some really great ideas. So don't be afraid of saying, you know, they might think it's stupid or whatever. Hey, we are on a frontier, and in this frontier, we need pioneers. We need people who want to be uh, to, to know they got now and not next. It's 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 a. I, I was I had to stop myself. I was saying it's a wonderful time. No, it's an opportunity time. And when you look at things uh, at an opportunity, you can get excited about it. Okay, and that's all I'm saying. So we got now, we do not have next. And uh, if anybody wants to join me in being we got now, just just email me and we can talk about it. We can talk about a strategy section about how you got now. And I promise you, I promise you, you will have a better perspective of all of this. Even if you had suffered a sickness, the experience that you have will be able to educate others not to um, be as sick as long, to not have, uh, you know, what the resources, what doctors to seek, you know, what foods did you eat. Again, you know, you got one thing you got control over, and that's your mind and how you look at all these things. Your perspective, where do you stand on the issue, and how do you educate yourself and others is how you're going to fare on the other side of this issue. So i I got a couple of resources, as usual. Again, um, the resource that I think has is, is been so important um, in the area of preparing our students for life on the professional side has been the book, A Professional Athlete's Playbook to Avoid the Curse by Tawana Smith. And uh, uh, she has it in three different formats on Amazon. It's ebook, it is uh, audiobook, and paperback. And so I'm saying to you that you don't want to miss this opportunity to educate yourself on the next level and I am uh I'm really interested in it because 
I just put a post to one of my former students who is a uh, phenomenal track and field coach, and he was putting down uh, the number of uh, universities that, that are dropping track and field in cross country. And uh, I can tell his pain, and I said to him, just like I just said to you all, I see an opportunity here um, that uh, these young people may go pro early, those are, that are already, um, you know, already in college, and but they're going to need some guidance, and so there's opportunity for him. And, okay, let's just be honest, they're about to turn open the door for endorsements for likeness. And, uh, you know, when we think about that, our minds automatically go to football and basketball. But, hey, again, I told you, if a crisis is an opportunity, um, they're just, uh, in order for a track meet to count on outdoor, you got to have 14 different athletes, all right? So uh, that's a large squad size. I mean, it's a large student-athlete population that's going to need some guidance. Is going to need some guidance. So what I what I suggest you to do is get this as a resource just for yourself first. A uh, surviving the life of professional athletes playbook to avoid the curse, and it talks to you about how to select the individuals that guide uh, all the business decisions, not just the contract, but you know how do you find your living uh, quarters, you know your publicity. You know, what are the things that you should be asking uh, when you're looking for people uh, to come on your team? And the world is entrepreneurial, so there's going to be plenty of people knocking on these students' doors. And what do they, what's the checklist? What do they look for? And uh, this book starts you on your way. In addition to that, uh, she does also have a, uh online platform, online platform to help guide. But I, I, I'm today I have not experienced the platform. I know the platform does well. But you know, um hey, readers are leaders and seeds are reads and uh I'm just trying to plant this seed with you, this this book because it it opened my eyes definitely what to say and and uh, what's on the other side. Of it, and I like to use the analogy, which is not a book. This is my personal one. Like, if you get a ticket in a state or a county that you don't live in, you best find the lawyer that is in that same place you got that ticket, because that lawyer knows the judges. And so, I'm saying that in this professional realm that you're not, you know, be proficient in, and if you don't have relationships, if you personally don't have relationships, then you need to at least educate your student on why they need to uh, incorporate folks who are familiar with the landscape because it's more than a person got your back. Who does the person know of the back of the person that's going to make the decision on your contract, meaning their back history? And that's key because, you know, relationships are the ships that allow this world to keep on going. That's what floats on the ocean, the relationships. And the people that are are promoting or uh, protecting the financial welfare of your person may have the back of your student athlete, but they don't have the backstory of the decision makers to be able to make some things happen. So, again, 
The book is called Surviving the Lights, A Professional Athlete's Playbook to Avoiding the Curse by Tawana Smith on Amazon in three different formats, ebook, audiobook, and paperback. I'm also 1,000% uh, recommending each of you all uh, join me every Thursday at 11 o'clock with Dr. Chico Cardwell's webinars. And his whole premise is uh, creating a success culture uh, in athletics. And we just uh, we just finished a, a whole series on that, and it was phenomenal. And honestly, I had class, and I would jump right on in after I finished class. And um, but it is a uh, phenomenal tool of how to create a success culture. Um, using a couple of books, and I put some of the books inside the Facebook group, um, uh, but most of them, the main premise is when you change the culture, you change the game. That's the main premise of the whole um, um, piece. And I think that is phenomenal because, again, when you have a system, because I teach about uh, Phil Jackson's 11 Rings, and, I, you know, because people want to hear from a winner. So I use his book to teach coaches about how to create a winning system. And the key is he has a system. And why do you want a system? So then when you see something new or, or you know, you, like when you read his defense and they're doing something that takes you, you got to think a little, a little bit. But if you go back to your system, go back to your system, then everything continues to flow. You just you be able to evaluate what is going on versus the systems you have created. And so he's got a couple of uh, models that he uses to help. And the one that I thought was really interesting is, is two sides to a mountain, basically. The first side is how do you create um, your, your, your culture um, based on your values and your mission. And then on the other side is how you communicate that. And that's the key. It's got to be two sides of that because you can climb this mountain of all the great things you want to do, but if you don't do it with collaboration and different steps, <clears throat> you're going to be at that mountaintop by yourself and you're not going to be able to carry out um, the vision and mission that you already have. Um, you got to learn how to get buy-in, and this is a model to be able to do that. And... Um, I loved it, and I'm looking forward to him um, releasing it um, in a form of a replay. Um, but uh, and and it was so good, y'all. It is so good that presidents want to bring it uh, to their staff, and even the clergy wants to bring it to their church staff. So, um, hey, get on, get on board. We are talking this week about executive search firms, and this is why this is so unique. One of the reasons why I pushed all my clients that way and all my listeners is because uh, Dr. Chico Cardwell is uh, a consultant for Greenwood Asher, and so it's it's really important for decision makers to know your name. And it's interesting because um, we do have some people already in the portal, 
and because we had an influx of uh, individuals come in from the athletic side, um, it has elevated Dr. Chico Carwell uh, to be able to um, gain more athletic search opportunities, which is great for us. And uh, partnerships, people, partnerships. Partnership is what's going to get us through uh, this time of uncertainty, and I'm enjoying it. And so we are going to talk about how to connect with search firms, executive search firms, how do you do that on tomorrow at 11 o'clock to register, to register. Go to successcultureconsultantcoach.com, successcultureconsultantcoach.com. I'm going to say it one more time, successcultureconsultantcoach.com. Coach.com. It is free now. You better get on the free boat now. And more importantly, when you register, uh, he becomes aware of your name. And uh, I'm trying to tell you, he started out from an athletic perspective, and everybody's loving it so much. We have got to capitalize on it before that ship leaves the dock, okay? Um, I want to send a big, big shout out to D.D. Merritt, um, the NCA Leadership Development Director of um, NCA Leadership Development, uh, for sponsoring our virtual live listener appreciation celebration um, for for us. I'm just really appreciative and I'm really excited. Um, we have close to 50 people already registered, and uh, yeah, you got to get your name in the place because. Uh, you're going to miss out on it. And we got prizes and gifts and a live DJ, and we got entertainment from our own members, entertainment from our own members. Um, um, And that's what it's all about. It's all about us celebrating each other because guess what? We have been together for six years consistently. I see people popping up with podcasts everywhere, and that's great, and that's wonderful. I mean, again, the world the world can be duplicated, but it cannot be the same. I know I said to say duplicated, it can be. I don't even say imitated because everybody does things differently. But the fact that we have been able to maintain and to grow, grow to sixteen hundred followers. Uh, and our companion Facebook group, um, and we have a a, a major purpose. Uh, I have, for some reason, um, the Lord has dropped little nuggets down from individuals who said how much they really um, uh, enjoy and and grow from the opportunity to listen to other individuals. And you know, yeah, the time now is that we have time to 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 grow and to learn. And so I'm just so appreciative that um that Dee Dee has joined forces and um helping me to supply this to you. And I look, I've been to a lot, a lot, a lot of um virtual courses and I thought, they got a DJ. I said, We gotta have a DJ for our party. And so uh I, I just mentioned that, you know, what what have we been doing for six years? 
uh, I got a message from Natalie Carter, and she was saying to me, um, yes, I am a member. I've been trying to listen to one podcast each day of the week during the quarantine and have the opportunity to listen to a couple of Chat and Garden episodes. I have not been around many women of color during my time in athletics, so it's been great to see and hear so many stories of resiliency, victory, and development. Uh, and then she goes on to say, you're doing a great job as a brown woman in a white space trying to find success, develop my staff, and master the code switch. I appreciate your content. Now, folks, that gives me the steam to keep on going. All right, and so um, I just say thank you all, and my way of saying thank you is, like I've always done, my appreciation reception. Still trying to figure out how to give you some food, so, you know, just, just you know, you, you don't give up on that, but I will tell you this, we're going to shake a leg. That is my one gift. We're going to be able to shake a leg together. We're going to have some gifts. I mean, we'll have gifts so much that every 15 minutes. So you don't want to miss any moment. So I challenge everybody to be there 7 p.m. on the dot, June the 8th, okay? And we're going to have a ball. Now, to register, you do have to register. And I created my own domain for this, okay? It's called Monique A.J. Smith S. Zoom. It's called Monique's Zoom. But you can put the S between Monique A.J. Smith and the Zoom and you can register. And we're going to have a ball, 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 ball. And, you know, and to get you moving, I promise you, I'm just going to say this. If you ever wanted to be in the room with Dr. Christine Kelly, here's your opportunity, okay, because she's going to be our MC. So don't miss out. Don't miss out. Um, I just put down here, and I I keep forgetting to talk about myself. Uh, so many people have asked, how did you get into athletics? And then how did you climb athletics? How did you become an interim athletic director at 28 years old? And uh, why did you start a chat in the garden? If you have those questions, I invite you to purchase the book that has my story in it called publicfiguremass.com. Go to publicfiguremass.com, and uh, you will get all those answers and an autographed book from me. And I look forward to sharing with you my story um, because that's really um one of the seeds that I want to plant with you. And I think I kind of said a little bit of it when I said uh, we got now. You know, I've always been one of the people that's going to embark upon uh, the unknown territory, which is how I can be able to guide people in the unknown territory because it's always been me. I mean, I'm the nerd that's going to pick a term paper that nobody's ever done that got to be hard to do research on. That's just me. That's just my makeup. So, if you want to hear about uh, how I began in this uh, foreign tier situation of women in athletics, and that's why I'm so excited about these women doing the football. It's just, it's such a great thing. Uh, so come join me on my adventures that started 
some years ago. Um, publicfiguremask.com. Publicfiguremask.com. And uh, I would be glad to autograph the book for you and to connect with you, to be honest with you, um, because this is what I love to do. I, I love to be able to plant seeds of empowerment to lead others to greatness. And uh, so, yeah, I got some news, and we're going to be okay. Uh, I got some news that um, we will be uh, leaving Survivor Radio Network. Um, And, um, again, we've been together for six years. And so I do want to give a shout-out to um, the man uh, that came up uh, uh, with this great idea and invited me to join his family. So I want to give a shout-out to Clark Garrison, the CEO of Survival Radio Network, uh, my engineer for for at least um, five and a half years. Um, And so... uh, I take uh, your your pioneer spirit and embarking upon because uh, we're going to continue on with a chat in the garden. Uh, it would it would probably be chat the garden network, but we're going to do it. Um, it's forced me to go into an area um, that that I am not familiar with, um, but I can I, I have all the faith in the world. That we can continue in this in this area. So, uh, that being said, Christina Lockett, she jumped in in January. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed uh, being with us here in the garden. Um, and again, we are a family. We are blooming. Um, many people on the outside don't understand why we call ourselves the garden, but you that are listening, you get it. You get it because in order to bloom, you have to be uh, planted, and planted also can mean buried, and you have to go through some things. You got to go through some things to grow, and that's really why I started all of my professional development when I worked for the CIAA. Is I learned that I can get you the opportunity, but if you don't know how to grow through the opportunity, you're going to lose the opportunity, and you will not advance. And so I thought it was really important to be able to share the stories of others so that you understand this is a roller coaster ride. And if you want to be on this ride, if you want to have all the happiness, you're going to go to some of the valleys, some of the situations with your stomach hurting, and in some situations you want to cry and your stomach's going to hurt. But the elevation, the feeling of triumph is one that makes you get back on the roller coaster. So, hey. And, again, it came to me in a dream. So you can't blame me. Uh, it was a download from the Lord, okay? So today, today, I get a chance to meet someone I have never met, and I am excited about meeting, okay? And I am sure and I got a lot of questions come in. So this person, as they say, this person is a rock star. This person is a rock star. And so I am yes. excited about banging, uh, and I tried to look up the last name, and I was trying to do the little, uh, was it YouTube? So please bear with me. But I got the first part right. Demi, 
uh, Aleo, Demi Aleo, who is um, now, and I, this is what I'm excited about, the fact that she comes from the scholastic side, Felisa Decade, and is embarked upon the collegian side. And I have several people out here who has interest in that. <clears throat> so I'm excited about bringing Demi to the garden. Welcome to the garden. Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Do you hear your cheers? I hear my cheers. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, Demi, please tell me how to pronounce your last name. Yes, yes, ma'am. So it's Femi Allow. Oh. It was close. <laughs> it was okay. close. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, YouTube didn't do a good job. Of telling me the last name Because they just look you know, no they, 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 they just repeated the letters again I'm like okay well I can see the letters It didn't tell me you That's know okay I mean? you tried YouTube failed that's alright <laughs> Yes yes so uh, You know I, I think it's uh, You are very popular And I am excited about meeting this popular Young lady who's assistant oh, director you. Of athletics at Roberts Wesleyan College Yes you are and I was like, okay, now everybody else knows this child, and I don't know it. So tell me about yourself from college to your current position. Yes, ma'am. So I, um, for undergrad, I went to Grambling State University. Absolutely loved my experience. I was a member of the women's soccer team there. And I majored in mass communications with a minor in business. Um, I had a redshirt year, and I wanted to still be in athletics in some capacity um, professionally, and I wasn't really sure what that looked like. I had a lot of ambitious goals, but didn't really have a goal or really a goal to get there. And so when I was at Southern Miss, I had a class with a professor, um, Dr. Cheyenne Tressel, and he was a high school athletic director. And um, it was a facilities class. He allowed us to tour and just shadow him. And so I, I just enjoyed it. I was like, wow, I didn't realize that that was a career option that I could do or I could participate in. So that is why representation is important. But um, when I scaled back and just tried to uh, figure out exactly what I wanted to do, um, knowing education is needed, I went to grad school at Ball State University, and I started in the field of sport administration. So I was super excited when I got there because I had a, a graduate assistantship in the Department of Educational Leadership, and I called Dr. T, and I said, hey, I got into grad school. I have this um, assistantship. I'm excited. And he's like, oh, great. It's in the Department of Educational Leadership. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, make sure you get a master's in there. And I was like, oh, but I've, I've applied for the sport administration program I got in. He said, I hear you. However, um, sport administration will get you to the door. Educational administration will keep you in the door. Make sure you mm. le graduate with both degrees. And I said, okay. So that truly changed my trajectory because I was hoping to be in and out of that program for a year and a half, two years max, and ended up working on both degrees simultaneously and um, just trying to navigate that K through 12 world. And I had the opportunity to um, do a couple of internships where I found I felt that I was passionate at the time. And um, my last internship that I needed before graduating, I was supposed to work in a high school, and I just could not find an opportunity. And so the level of creation, um, creating experiences is what I had to do um, 
I spoke to a high school principal who was at a charter school and they just started their school and they didn't have an athletics program. They wanted one. And so that was my first internship experience was to be the athletic director at this charter school building up the program. So when I graduated, I was able to say that I was an athletic director and I had that experience, which um, definitely it helped carry some weight. It gave me, um, pushed me along when I was interviewing in future positions. At the end of that year, I moved back to Denver and um, graduating, I felt like I've graduated in years, recession years where you have to be creative or you have to either create your own job, volunteer for um, a lot of hours, which means you're working for free. And so that first year I was a substitute teacher. Um, I met a um, and, it, and it forced me to network. I met a middle school athletic director, and she um, she was great. She was on her way out the door. She had about a year left, and so she allowed me to shadow, volunteer, coach underneath her. And so I spent that year being a substitute teacher, um, volunteering at the high school with the athletic director over there. And that's how I got my first start as a middle school athletic director. And so I I wore many hats which was, um, I was a middle school AD, I taught PE, and then I coached. So, I mean, great experience, but it'll definitely wear you out, especially if the school doesn't have too many resources. But in those experiences, I gained a lot of um, valuable skill sets that I'm able to take with me to this day. The high school athletic director there, Aka Dunjumpa, who has been a great mentor, and he's, um, you know, he he taught me about process and procedure, which was mm. very important. And so I think that um, in a lot of those trying times, when when you're working at an underserved school um, that they they just don't have resources, you're you're pouring into the program not only with your time and your talents, but your own resources financially at times. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from there. Um, but I also wanted to move on to high school and um, I just wanted to be more impactful. And I feel like my niche was more students who are a bit more mature. And so I had the opportunity to spend three years um, in the high school setting. And again, I was, I had dual roles. So I was an athletic director, um, middle school and high school athletic director, and I coached. So mm-hmm. A lot of times it was a lot, but those are the experiences when, when it's a one-woman show. You might be um, the AD that day, the game administrator, the coach, um, and maybe even the athletic trainer. So I felt like a lot of those experiences, while they're meaningful, I wasn't being impactful in the way that I wanted to be. And so I was like, God, I, I got to do something different. And um, <laughs> that's the short, that's the short end of the story. But um, I was, I had my LinkedIn updated. I was applying and I was like, I don't know where I'm going to go, but I got to be somewhere I can be impactful. And that was my mm-hmm. prayer. And um, I got a call or I got an email on LinkedIn and, you know, I get a lot of spam like, Hey, we're interested in you. And I just think it's like, okay, well, I'm interested too, because at this point I'm job searching. And so um, the athletic director at Robert Wesleyan, he had reached out to me, said he was interested in my profile, check out our school. We have a position open for the assistant director of athletics. Let us know if you're interested. And I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> Cause I was interested, but again, I thought it was spam. 
And so we had a couple conversations. Um, I had my last, this was all within a week, honestly, and it went by very quickly. They had just earlier that year, they were, um, they were the recipient of the NCAA Division II strategic grant um, position. So it afforded them to get an athletic director. And so I had that convert the last interview on a Friday. He said, could you come out on um, Sunday for an interview, Sunday, Monday? And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, God, if, if this is what you want me to do, let it be very clear. So from Friday to Sunday, I was on that flight to Rochester, New York. It, and Rochester was not on my radar. I definitely wanted to get into high school, but or excuse me, college. Mm-hmm. But um, that opportunity opened up um, at the end of the interview. They said they wanted me, and, and I got the position. So I am super excited and blessed to be the assistant director of athletics at Robert Wesleyan. I have a great supervisor, um, that athletic director, Bob Seagate. He's amazing. Wow. And, and when did this occur? How long you been there? So I started at the end of September 2019, so it's only been a couple months. Oh, wow. It feels like a long time with a pandemic, but it's it's been about six, seven months at this point. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I've had several people come to me to ask about how to um, go from high school to college, and I have told them they need to dial in for today. And so <laughs> – yeah, so I'm going to allow for anybody who's listening, if you hit one, my engineer will um, let me know uh, when you're there. But I do want to just recap. She says she wants to be somewhere where she can be more impactful, and she got the job by LinkedIn. So can you tell us what did you do to your LinkedIn post to be able to be recognized when somebody was looking for somebody to go on to come on the college side? Absolutely. So I, um, there's a feature that you can change to open up your profile for um, recruiters. And so um, if a recruiter were to type in athletic administration, I had some of those keywords in my profile um, that attracted my name or um, allowed my name to be populated when they searched. And then I made sure... um, you know, I just I added some of that NCAA language into it, student athlete development, which is something I'm passionate about, but that's an area that I'm working in. So I made sure that those points were um, listed, whether it was in the resume, cover letter, um, but it was on my LinkedIn as well. Outstanding. You, you don't understand how much you're really helping some folks, I'm telling you. Oh, so we're absolutely. Gonna, oh, yeah, we're going to. Do some deep dive, got some questions, and again, if you're listening and you want to get a question on live, hit one, and the engineer will let us know. We're going to go to uh, take a break right now and, and pay some bills with some commercials when we come back. We're going to share some questions um, and get some answers. This is Michelle McKinney, the owner of Third Degree Solutions. I would like to introduce you to our program, Excel After Sports, where we are career services for the athletes. Our goal is to create well-rounded athletes and to aid them to be successful on and off the field. Our mission is to prepare them for the evolution of their next. We accomplish this by creating a series of professional development workshops 
tailored to the athlete. We know that an athlete's time is limited, so we'll work with you and your team to tailor a schedule that fits everybody's needs. So please contact me, Michelle McKinney, at Third Degree Solutions, 919-271-8351, the career services for your athletic department, as we aid you and your team to excel after sports. Hi, this is Eric Smith, also known as the Financial Literacy Coach or the Money Coach. You know, financial literacy is the one life skill that every single one of your students is going to need in life. Without financial literacy, their life will be much more difficult, but with it, it's going to be much better. And there's no one better to increase financial literacy than the financial literacy coach. We can be reached at area code 770-527-4380 by email at eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. One more time, by phone, that's area code 770-527-4380, and by email, eric at thefinancialliteracycoach.com. I wish you the best. Hi, are you frustrated at work? Do you want to know how to position yourself for promotion? Then Queen's Moves is the workshop for you. Why? Because as women, we need to know our value, be confident in our options, and seize opportunities when they come along, just like a well-played queen in the game of chess. My name is Michelle Larkin of Yumi Connections, and I have developed this online workshop to teach you how to think strategically, develop a personal strategy, build confidence, and create professional momentum. I encourage you to visit queensmoves.net for more details and more information about signing up and registering. This course will equip and inspire you to move like the queen that you are. Classes start November 1st. Royal Court for Us, established in 2017, is a jewelry and apparel company. Our bracelets and clothing designs use vibrant colors and come with their own purpose and meaning. Our company focused on empowering, inspiring, unifying, and reminding each other that we come from royalty, that we are strong and powerful, and it's imperative that we support each other. So check us out on Instagram at Royal Court for Us or our website at www.royalcourtforus.com. Why do colleges support student-athletes pursuing every profession except professional sports? Why are they treated as the students when they're athletes, knowing that they need help surviving their lives? I'm Tawana Smith, and as a former Division I and pro athlete and now best-selling author, I've created a transition system specifically for student-athletes called Surviving the Lights. For more information, visit www.survivingthelights.com to learn how we can change the game together. Let's face it, the AD position is an executive position, a member of the president's administrative team, the cabinet. The department deserves the same level of leadership, knowledge, talent, experience, and professionalism as any top official on campus. Presidents are looking for AD leadership who know how to build a success culture. Recognizing this changing landscape in athletics, join me at successcultureconsultantcoach.com for info on my next course, on building a success culture.
Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm your host, Monique A.J. Smith, here on Survival Radio Network, where significance blooms in sports and athletics. Well, we got some questions. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Natalie Carter, Senior Associate AD for Fan Engagement at Yale University. She says, her question is, uh, in the time you've been in college athletics, what has been the biggest lesson learned so far, and what, if any, surprises? Hi, Natalie. <laughs> um, short story, Natalie and I were college or high school soccer teammates. And, yeah, but um, one of the biggest challenges is there's there's a lot more um, – things that you have to navigate. And when I say things, it'd be um, conference. So you have to learn all the nuances within your conference. You have to learn all the nuances and um, historical knowledge within the, the college itself, within the NCAA, um, and then within your department. So you're constantly wearing multiple hats and switching roles and just trying to incorporate all of those and um, figure out how they work together, um, and each one has its own identity. So I think that has been probably one of the most challenging things. Um, the biggest surprise was a pandemic. Um, obviously, no one planned for it, but my goodness, uh, <laughs> I, I would say that's the biggest surprise. Well, talk to us about that. How have you all been navigating this? So we were in the middle of creating our five-year strategic plan. And so I think for us, it's the, the ability to pivot and change. And um, as an administrator who supervises our administrative staff, it's um, that you have to have a level of grace and understand that um, people have families. And so workplace dynamics change when, um, you know, when, when they're used to being in the office from eight to five and now, um, they're at home, but with children, and they may not have the same office setup. So, allowing a level of grace and understanding for um, family time because those dynamics has changed. Um, I think that's probably been one of the biggest changes. Um, and communicating in a virtual world, which has been very interesting. Um, you have to learn how to change the tone of the emails or you have to learn how to change how you present yourself on a um, Zoom meeting. Um, just knowing that tone and the, the way it's received is going to be different. So just being mindful of all of those different nuances. Hmm. That's interesting because as you were talking, you know, um, one of the things when we talked, you, you said something about you wanted to make sure you had impact. And I'm very similar. I look at to see where can I have the most influence when I look at opportunities. And um, one of the areas when I was assistant AD at St. Paul's that used to really uh, bother me was the fact that insurance uh, made it so our female coaches could not travel with their children. And uh, I had a single parent mother, uh, and I was torn because back 30 years ago, yeah, I'm the only female administrator, so I'm up here screaming and hollering and saying this ain't right, and I'm by myself, you know what I mean? I don't have any allies to prove my point. 
Um, and so now, uh, 30 years later, we still have those those policies popping up in some institutions. And honestly, I've just said, okay, well, you need to you need to move to a more family friendly uh, institution. I said because you're not going to win that battle, um, you know, in the time that you're in it. You can win it after you leave it. And so right. what you just said. It's funny how all of the situation is even the playing field for all things. And that is a very interesting fact that now with parents having to be home because their kids are at home but they still are called coach, you have to uh, make your – you have to be a more family-friendly institution. Right. Wow. Absolutely. And you have to, I mean, whether it's changing a meeting time from, mm-hmm. um, you know, a typical like 8 o'clock to it might be in the evening and having that level of flexibility, it's needed. And it, and sometimes it's just like we miss that because we just, if you don't have a family, if you don't have young kids, like it doesn't impact you in the same way. So having to be cognizant of those different things that um, a coach with a child may may need. That is just so interesting because uh, it's called privilege when you don't have to be paying you don't even pay attention to this issue. Um, right. And and when you talked about gender, gender, you know that was an issue. Uh, I talked about it in my class. I said, you know, you constantly have eight o'clock meetings, especially um, in the AAU world too. You know, and they're all male because the female has things they got to do. And there's no consideration, and so unless you don't want to be left out, you either hire a babysitter to deal with your other needs or your partner will, which gives you an added step where the other male counterpart doesn't have those issues. I mean, he might have to pick up some kids, but, you know, pick up the kids and go McDonald's. So, right. you know, it, it when you don't have that on your plate, it just gives you that status of privilege, but... What I say when you when you know better, you got to do better, and this allows folks to kind of really look at some things. And I hadn't even thought about it. Thank you so much for bringing that to the surface. That was great. Absolutely. Okay, Keisha Elzeli, University of West Georgia, who is seeking a position in sports industry. Would like to know some of the challenges you face when trying to get your foot in the door, and how did you overcome them? I would say um, for college specifically, it was rejection, um, and I've been rejected more times than I've been accepted. Um, whether it wasn't, I mean, there's some resumes and cover letters that I thought were just absolutely amazing, and then there's others that I'm like, oh, can I get that back? You know, like it wasn't that great. And so I think that as many times as I've applied, I I just, I simply wasn't getting any hits back. And I had um, some people in the field who would send me positions and reach out to the people themselves. And so I think that you have to understand that you're going to be rejected by a lot of people because there's a lot of people in the positions and your competition isn't just the people that you graduated with. You're competing with people globally. And so um, how do you pivot? How do you adjust? And so I'm thankful that I was in K-12 and I had a position, but I think that 
um, if that's something that you want, just keep on applying for it. Um, I think my first application to be a college administrator or work in college athletics in some capacity was in 2011. It's 2019. So uh, (laughs) there's a lot of rejection that happened in between that time, but Mm -hmm. continue to be persistent. But also, um, what else can you do within the sports industry? You don't just have to work in college or what can you, what kind of things can you do that give you transferable skills so that when you do get your day, when you do have your, your interview that you are prepared. And, and so diversifying your experiences and just trying not to be one dimensional, not having just one skill, but a bunch of skill sets that you can, that you can grow on. Um, I would also say, utilizing LinkedIn and figuring out who's doing what you want to do and just learning about their career experiences and how um, they've navigated the field. We have a caller on the line, um, 705-1705. Come on in. Tell me your name and where you're from. Can you see a Morgan? Can you say it again? Janikian Morgan. Okay. All right. Go ahead. And where are you from? Houston, Texas. Okay. What's your question? My question is, first I want to say hi, and I'm, I'm just so proud of Femi. Uh, I want to tell her congratulations on all her achievements. Uh, my question yeah. is, I want to know what's next. What's her, her highest achievement in the athletics department? What is it that she wants to achieve her ultimate goal? Thank you. That was a good question. I want to, being that I'm here, I'm just really trying to learn um, the ins and outs of our athletic department. But ultimately, I see myself growing as a senior athletic director. So um, whether it's at my institution or elsewhere, um, I always want to just continuously grow within this field. Well, thank you. Um, Adrienne Sweeney of UConn, she said, what steps have you taken in your your career to expand your network and advance your career goals? Absolutely. So Adrienne is one of the people who I reached out to many years ago when I wanted to transition into the collegiate world. And uh, she was, uh, I just reached out to her and I said, hi, I'm interested. I'm working in K-12 right now. I'm interested in pursuing a career in college athletics. Would you mind sharing with me your experiences and how you got to where you are? And I believe at the time she was at Jackson State. So so to see where she's gone and grown, I think that was, um, that was amazing. But I've been, I've utilized LinkedIn in a way that has, truly help me. So whether it be informational interviews and in positions or areas that were not in my field, I've been able to utilize that network. Also, when I was a middle school athletic director and I knew I wanted to go to high school, I was going to the high school conferences, making sure that I had that knowledge and I was building my network. When I was in high school and I wanted to go to college, those are the things that helped me. I was at Women Leaders uh, Conference. I went to the NCAA regional rules. So when I did have an interview and they said, how, um, being that you haven't been in college athletics, what can you, what can you translate? And I said, I've been to the regional rules. And so it showed that I was investing in myself. It showed that I was willing to learn. 
um, in other capacities. And this is also when my organization wasn't paying for me to go. So, Mm -hmm. again, it was a sacrifice to to go to these different conferences and invest in self in that way. But it had a long-term return on investment because I I certainly wasn't feeling it immediately. Well, I'm going to do a a self-plug. Are you going to be at the celebration on June the 8th? Absolutely, absolutely. So then we can see each other face-to-face and celebrate. And so uh, that's another group of networking that will assist uh, listeners uh, in advancing. And so uh, we're 1,600 strong, and, uh, and, and this is why we do these podcasts, because this is what the smart person will say. I listened to your podcast, and I have this follow-up question. This becomes your bridge to give you that confidence to know these people are approachable. And that being said, I want to say thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been a privilege. Outstanding. Outstanding. So, again, so that you can meet our guest today and others, join us June the 8th um, at 7 p.m. by going to Monique A.J. Smith's ZoomRoom.com. That's an S in between Monique A.J. Smith and ZoomRoom.com. I'd like to, again, thank uh, Clark Garrison, um, the CEO of Survival Radio Network, for having me join the family. The brand definer, Nikki Curry, for identifying this great opportunity. Join us next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for updates on show guests and podcasts. Follow us on Facebook. Join us um on A Chat in the Garden with Monique A.J. Smith. Have a significant rest of the day.